following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Travion. Travion, find that Uh breaking news button. Find it. Breaking news. Some breaking uh, Big 12 basketball news right out of the gate. I mean, this came out three minutes ago. This this is uh, quite interesting. I wish we knew more. But how about this? Caleb Grill is no longer an Iowa State Cyclone. He has left the team. Uh, Apparently, now, I I guess the media has been sent an email with the official statement. I'm not on that email list. Troy's not on that email list. Uh, National guys are like Jeff Borzello, who's with ESPN. And he said, quote, Iowa State guard Caleb Grill is no longer with the team due to a failure to meet the program's expectations per the school. Average 9.5 points with 22 starts this season. Wow. That's huge. I, I just I, I had to I had to check other people's like I had to do a search of Caleb Grill just to make sure like he forgot like he didn't forget to mention Caleb Grill's hair. The hair wasn't kicked off the team. It was actually the whole body. All of Caleb Grill's been has been dismissed from the from the program. I felt it was suspicious when he did not play at Bramlage. And remember going into the game at Iowa State, the expectation, and in fact, when we talked with Randy Peterson of the Des Moines Register that day before, the expectation was that Grill would not play. And I and he did. And I wondered if the game here and others that he had begun to miss were tied into maybe trying to come back too early. This tells us there's more to the story that we do not know. Well, I, I think him being in and out of lineups, missing a game here and there, uh, he did not play in the game against K-State in Bramlage, did play against the Cats in Ames and scored just five points, and Iowa State won that game by four. You know, maybe the injury did have something to do with that. Back injuries, those things can be tricky. Um, even for young guys like Halo Grill, can't have back issues. Um, but him being kicked off the team for not meeting whatever guidelines yeah. Iowa State is you know, insinuating here is very interesting. We don't know anything more than that. But I'm sure it doesn't stop there. I think later on we will find out exactly what the issue is. But it, it's also it's 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 never you know it's not normal to see a kid being kicked off the team with a week to go in the regular season. The timing right. is very suspicious. Right. I it, mean, I've I've witnessed it maybe a little earlier than that in the schedule. I mean, he could have done a whole. It, it could be a whole bunch of things. Yeah, it can be you a know, number of issues. Absolutely. So that's why we got to kind of you know kind of pump the brakes there on the speculation but just the you know I, I i've not been impressed with caleb grill this year he has had his moments he has had his games i mean what it was that um that overtime game at tech where tech came back and won that game 
like the craziest shocking yep. comeback we had seen in college basketball this year. Yep. And also Iowa State was pretty hot at the time. The, the craziest until Florida State Miami over the weekend. Uh, don't forget Arizona State Arizona. Also true. I was watching that game live. And I jumped out. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was it was sick. I I had I had bad flashbacks. <laughs> you didn't put that game in a parlay, did you? One of uh, your no, parlays? No, actually, I did not have that one in in any of my parlays over the weekend. Thank you much. I won fifteen bucks on my Saturday. But he was, uh, you know, Kayla Grill. He can be a good shooter. He can be. Recently, he really hasn't. But he was 8 for 12 from three-point range against Texas Tech. He was unconscious. That, that That's kind of Kalo Grill's role, right? He can go off in games, and sometimes he is Brick City. And for the last four games, he has been Brick City. Now, I don't know what the injury, how much that has taken a toll on him at all, but I, I don't want to say a lot of mean things about him. He's a Wichita kid. I know... Us K-State fans, when he was being recruited, it was either going to be the Cats, Iowa State, or UNLV. We really wanted to come here, and it felt like – I kind of feel like K-State really dodged the bullet on this one. But it is, it's still a bit shocking that he's no longer an Iowa State Cyclone. And you want to talk about – I mean, it's just yeah. more – it's adding kindling to the fire right now for Iowa State because they just lost to Oklahoma. Four straight. Yeah, four straight losses. Uh, their last win was on the 15th. I think it was on the 15th against TCU was their last win. So now they're tanking, and hey, was I right or was I right about saying that, you know, the four, the four, the six or seven in contention for Big 12 play, the first one that was going to tank away from that contention was Iowa State. They, that, that's it. Iowa State, they fell apart. And now they just lost to Oklahoma. Bring that up in Mitch Palm a little bit later. But again, Caleb Grill no longer an Iowa State Cyclone. I've never liked the guy. I've never liked him. Uh, Since he's been playing collegiate basketball. And I really didn't like him when he undercut Mitchell on on that rebound. Ever since then, couldn't stand him. I was like, okay. That was a blatant, dirty play. I was like, it's never, never, never going to like that guy. Ruined my chances of ever liking Caleb Grill. But, again, no longer an Iowa State Cyclone. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, and Travion Berkland. We're on until 5.30. At 5.30, Troy's actually going to bounce before the top of the hour. And then I'm leaving at 5.30 to get over to Bramlage. It's senior night at Bramlage Coliseum. Six seniors. When we're talking about players, we'll be honored today, six of them. And we're going to actually hear from those six seniors a little bit later on. The opponent is the Oklahoma Sooners, the team that just beat Iowa State in Ames just a few days ago, right? And that was a game Iowa State was up like 14-3 to early on, and then it was just ugly basketball the rest of the way for Iowa State. But here's a quick point I want to make tonight. It's not really a point. It's just that Oklahoma, you have no chance tonight. You have no chance to win a game in Bramlage tonight. Ken Palm's going to give you a little bit of a chance. Mitch Palm, slim to none. (laughs) And there's things that add up to that, right? K-State's playing at home. Just one loss on the year at home. 
and that was to Texas, a much more talented team than Oklahoma. And that was more K-State not playing well than anything. Uh, Yeah, I mean, blowing it there in the second half, blowing that lead. Um, Senior night is obviously the big key there. Senior night. An emotional team like K-State – and the way the cl- the place was just absolutely nuts for the last home game, lights going out, cell phone lights coming out for Sandstorm, K-State giving you something to cheer for, but not just to cheer for, to go crazy about. There's there's not a chance that a team that's coached by Jerome Tang with this many seniors that have been praising the fan base in their one year, except for Marsh Keith Noel, two years, at K-State with nothing but praise and love, that is a big, big recipe for a big failure tonight for Oklahoma. And I think every one of, every one of those seniors wants to have a big night. And I think you're going to get some big nights. You could see Marquise Noel hit four or five threes. Keontae Johnson get those lobs for big dunks. Tyke Green, can he get some big dunks tonight? I, get, I bet you that Desi Sills is going to get a couple of uh, drives and some and ones, and he's going to make some really tough shots. Things are going to add up, and I think Oklahoma gets their butts kicked tonight. Bring it. Oklahoma kicked K-State's butt in the first game, and that was probably the most frustrating loss of the season. And Oklahoma caught K-State at a really good time. Really good time. Because Cats couldn't figure out how to win on the road. Mm-hmm. Um. Teams were building big leads. K-State has now found themselves in the last three games as like the comeback kid. And they got a win on the road. They beat Oklahoma State. But this is going to be a raucous environment. It just has that feel to it. It, it, It's really just a feeling thing. The feeling that... I I can't remember what was it, the uh, the TCU game that we started to see now the student section not being as full than what we were seeing couple of sections would be empty. Still a great crowd. Right. Just a couple of sections would be empty. But now K-State's won three in a row. It has that feel back that K-State is hitting its stride at the right time. They got past its lull, which every team in the Big 12 has had this year. Let's remind everybody of that. Mm-hmm. Just K-State's timing has come different than KU, Baylor, Texas. They had theirs early. And now K-State had theirs middle of the season into the second half of the Big 12 season. But that's now over. What you wanted to happen was K-State play its best basketball play, winning basketball, consistently winning basketball games at the end into postseason play. That's where you wanted the momentum to be. You just wanted it to get back there. If it could get back to that momentum and back to winning basketball, you feel like things could be fine. And tonight could actually be a big night to prove that con- that consistency is going to stick around into conference or into uh, the Big Twelve tournament. If you just take care of business mm-hmm. and really prove something tonight against Oklahoma, and I think Jerome Tang is going to really hammer in that message tonight because Oklahoma still has something to play for. Just because the Sooners are you know obviously struggling this year. They are 14 and 15. They're 4 and 12 in Big 12 play. One of those wins are against you. Yet they are outside looking in. But you know that Oklahoma still feels that, hey, we play in the Big 12. It was only not too long ago that, hey, 
we were kind of getting some bubble attention, we could play our way in. Now, they would have to win a ton of games, like kind of win out almost to maybe not win out, maybe like a semifinal game in the Big 12 tournament. We'd probably have to go that far to have a chance, but they feel like they have a chance. K-State has stuff to play for as well. Mm-hmm. Not a Big 12 championship, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that ship has sailed. Kansas locked that up last night by beating Texas Tech and beat Texas Tech with Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick for a combined 0 for 10 from three-point range. <laughs> and, the, and the Jayhawks win by four on senior night. And You're not going to win an Allen on senior night. I know it's hard to win there any day of the week, but they haven't lost a senior night since the 80s as KU. Since the 80s. So it wasn't going to happen. But uh, it was fun to pretend that Texas Tech was going to go in there and win for a while because they kept it close. So uh, that's a hell of a moral victory, Texas Tech. It really is. Um, All right, where was I? K-State, what they have to play for. Can't get the share. Texas is going to try to get that share on Saturday when they host Kansas. But seeding, seeding in the NCAA tournament, seeding in the Big 12 tournament is certainly not set in stone yet. Bracketology is K-State is a two. I mean, if you start losing, you're probably not a two anymore, and then you hurt yourself from getting a chance to play a regional or a first and second round in Des Moines or Denver. Now you're looking at places on the coasts or up to the northeast, like a much further away. Now fans are thinking about having to fly out to these destinations to come watch the Cats. So that's on the line. You don't want to see K-State fall in seeding. Cats want to secure a top three spot, a three seed in the Big 12 tournament. That would be very big. Because that means if you're a three in the Big 12 tournament, you play the last game in the quarterfinals, much easier for your fans to come out to the T-Mobile Center and come watch you play and make it a loud environment while KU takes the day takes the day session, you get the night session. Just another thought. But senior day is going to be a lot of fun tonight. And if the last home game you know was a rock rocking crowd, gave you a lot to cheer for, I think I think tonight might top it a little bit and I hope it does. Hope tonight's insane because it is your last chance, K-State fans, to watch Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel, Desi Sills, Tyke Green, Bebe Igiola, Nate Aubrey in person in Bramlage Coliseum. Let's send them out the right way with the best environment in college basketball. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we are going to hear from all six seniors who spoke on being a senior, senior night, what this season has meant for K-State basketball up next. Five three seven thirteen fifty is our phone number. Got a call during the break about asking where to watch the game tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it'll be on ESPN+. Plus. So find a grandson, or yeah. if you're my parents, find me, and uh, they'll teach you how to uh, get set up with watching the Cats tonight. And I think uh, also uh, Saturday at West Virginia is also ESPN+. Yes, it is. So there you have it. The last two – well, th- that's the thing. That's the last two games of the season You know that you'll uh, have to worry about where the Cats will not be playing ESPN, ESPN2, U News, or CBS – You'll be able to watch the Cats 
on a regular channel after the regular season is over. Until they start moving uh, Big 12 tournament games to ESPN Plus, and that's going to really tick some people off. They have in the past. Some of the early stuff has been put over there. Oh, have they? Mm-hmm. I thought they was like... They would put like the early games, like the you know the eight nine seven ten matchup on like ESPN U or ESPN yeah. two. Yeah, I get yeah on you more so on you or news more so I guess than yeah. You remember Matthew Meyer? He played at Baylor for four years, and now he's at Illinois. I had forgotten that he was at Baylor, but yeah, uh, he has like the uh, the Caleb Grill mullet looking haircut. Still rocking it. He's been rocking it for a long time now, but uh, he's now at Illinois. So he's missed a couple of games. He's been out sick. I had never heard of this until now. But he said he got caffeine poisoning from drinking (laughs) six Monster Energy drinks while he was gaming. So, I mean... As a gamer, I don't do the you know the the whole caffeine you know chugging caffeine to stay up late at night. I just right. stay up late at night and I regret it the next day. But six Monster Energy drinks. Now you are a oh. big you're a big Diet Coke guy, and I'm sure there's a lot less caffeine in one can of Diet Coke than there is in a Monster. Even though Diet Coke is one of the higher uh, caffeine contents in terms of soda. All I'm saying is I'm going to be watching but, you yeah. a little bit closer now. But but in terms of monsters, I there I can't. I mean, the sugar and the amount of caffeine, there's no way with my heart. I tried um, because when I was in high school, I won uh, like a like a prize package from K-Rock. I called in. They used to have a uh, the Friday Night Rock Shop on K-Rock. It was a request show. And I called in, played a game, and I won some Monster. I won like some CDs, and I tried one of the Monsters, and I hated it. He, he's he's not just a a president of of the K Rock Club. He's the the he's a customer as well. Hey man, I'm living my <laughs> lifelong dream. I've been a jock on K Rock for eleven years now. Nice. The dream has gone longer than I was. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. By the way. That still remains one sweet Denver Nuggets jersey. Please explain to us what you're looking at. That is a shot of David Thompson in a Denver Nuggets jersey. I'm not a big fan. I love that logo. A blue uniform. Blue uniform. Keep in mind, that was, numbers. Th- th- that was the ABA days. Uh, it- it's more the logo with the pickaxe. Mm. It's not my favorite throwback. Uh, don't know what the cat's going to wear tonight. Don't know. Could it be a special? Oh, man, I might have to get on social media. I might have to check out uh, K State men's basketball social media if they put out anything. If not, uh, Derek Young for sure from K State Online and probably Mason and everybody else. They'll be putting out pictures of what the Cats are going to be wearing later on tonight for Senior Night. Six guys going to be honored. By the way, if you're going to the game, get there early because we're doing Senior Night before the game. So I, I you know, I would imagine, you know. I guess I don't. I can't put a timestamp on it. Just get there early. Just get there early for the for the pregame festivities. We're gonna get the tears out of the way, get it wrapped up, and get locked back in for the game tonight against Oklahoma. Seven o'clock tip pregame at six here on K Man. We are out at five thirty. Let's hear from these six seniors who spoke to the media this week about being seniors, senior night, this senior season, and how special it is. You know. One unique perspective on how special this is is from Nate Aubrey. You know, of course, walk on his only year from Manhattan. I called his senior year of basketball at Manhattan High. 
And now he's a cat for one year. Special night for him tonight, especially from being from Manhattan. Growing up here, I've seen a lot of different, I guess you could say, I wouldn't say eras, but different places that the program's been in before. There's been times when um, they've been really successful and you have the, the fan base around it, and then there's been times where they haven't um, done so well. And you kind of see maybe, I want to say the fan base weakens, but, you know, like it's hard to get excited about teams when they're not, um, performing at a high level and so to come here um, and play for this team and then also for us to have the success we're having has it's been a dream come true for me and I'm just so thankful that I got to be a part of it and um, be a piece of that journey to bringing this team to where we're at today. That's a good presence to have in the locker room to remind or f- teach teach those that are new in the program that hey you know this program has seen some dark days the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's not just the last couple of years. You go back, uh, you know, 20 years ago when, uh, you know, he was just a baby and remind the guys of those bad years. I think that's a good presence to have around in the program. Tyke Green, senior guard, shared his uh, favorite moments as a cat. Favorite moment, especially, is, is winning, of course, <laughs> and just being out there with my brothers. And then I say the second most favorite moment is just going around the circle after a win, dapping up all the fans, taking pictures, signing autographs. It's special. It is special. K-State women's basketball has been doing that for a long time. After the game, win or lose, going around the bowl, going around the octagon and those you know front row, even some players would go you know up into the stands and meet some fans and take pictures and sign autographs. That's another special addition to what Coach Tang has brought to uh, – to K-State men's basketball, because I know that means a whole lot to people. Plus, Tyke Green's also, uh, boy, that guy is a man of few words. And even though his his role has been, you know, every so often coming in and delivering with some big plays, we've seen him not play some games. But uh, when he's gone off, he's been a lot of fun to watch. And I'll never forget that TCU game. The TCU game where he's getting lob after lob yep. after lob after lob and having those dunks. I'm glad he had that moment. Bebe Egiola. Getting a chance to play at K-State means a lot to this kid. It means everything to me. I always want to come, come and be at the, the higher level. So for me to come here, uh, because the first time I tried to transfer, I got hurt. So I don't get a chance to like prove like Show, show myself like what I, I can do so it's, so it's like for me to come here so it's like I can dream come true and I always want to, to compete with a good player like my Akis so so for me to be here it's a blessing for, for me to be here I gotta say I think Bebe and along with David Gasson have added a next level of athleticism mm-hmm. to the five position mm-hmm. hasn't been solid every single game and Bebe, he, he has certainly had his moments. Um, I did not know this until I read the script for tonight's Senior Day festivities, that he's married and has a kid. Really? I had no idea. No idea. I think that's impressive. To be married, have a kid, and still be a collegiate athlete, a student athlete. Mm-hmm. I admire that. Absolutely. Really uh, the senior from Ibadan, Nigeria. We'll play his last game as a cat later on tonight. Desi Sills. I love Desi Sills. I wish Desi Sills got to speak more often at um, at press gatherings after games because he's a great quote. Mm-hmm. 
And also, he's very fast when he speaks, and he speaks well. Like, when it comes to a radio guy that cuts up audio and gets it ready for for mornings and to be played in sportscasts, there's no editing, boys and girls. You just clip it right out of there, and it's good to go. Desi Sills spoke uh, a couple days ago about how he wanted to make K-State a winner again. I knew what they was last year, you know what I mean, 14 and 17 in the Big 12 and, and overall. And everywhere I went, I won. Not just harping about uh, what I did, but I just like to win. Whatever I can do, help a program change around, I'm willing to do. So that's from <laughs> Arkansas to A-State to here. Everywhere I went, you look at the resume and it's proven. Now, I don't want to take away any effort from any other player, but I just want to say it feels like – it feels like Desi plays harder than anybody else, defensively and also offensively. I, I think more so defensively, but offensively, I love his speed, his ability to get to the basket. He's one of the faster teams and the faster people in the Big 12 with the ball in his hands and moving with the basketball. And I also love his energy. Watch Desi when he's on the floor and somebody else scores, especially in the second half. Because when the game, when it's a big play or like the game is in hand and they're still scoring, watch Desi if he's the one not scoring because he celebrates Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious. Especially, I I remember watching the KU game and watching Desi on the celebration after the lob to Keontae and he starts like doing this dance. I don't remember exactly what it was or like what you would call it, but he's like dancing or like after Marquise hit a big three, he kind of got in his face and started like celebrating with Marquise going back to the other way. It, he is so much fun to watch. It's called enjoyment. Gee, what do you know? College basketball can be fun. Keontae Johnson, I, he has the comeback story of the sure. year. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Uh, doesn't like the ESPYs? Don't they have like a comeback player of the year type of yes. thing? Keontae should absolutely be one of the nominees for that. Absolutely. Now, Key didn't exactly, in his press conference, talk about like senior day or you know being a senior. He's actually already had a senior day uh, when he was when he was with Florida. But I did like this little story about his bond when his bond with Marquise Noel was born. It was born the day he made his visit to K State. He was my host, so just when he picked me up after Coach Tang's house, we had dinner. Um, we sat in the car for like 30, 40 minutes and just talked like his vision. I was trying to see what he was trying to use this year as or what he was trying to improve. And he was telling me everything like win player of the week, average 10 assists, all that stuff like that as a point guard. And I already knew how Marquise played. I seen him. Uh, he played in the EYBL league when I played too. So I seen that he already knew how to shoot and just a fast point guard. And that's somebody I wanted. I was just thinking like if I come to this team, that's somebody I can pass to. I know that's going to score in tough moments as well. So just talking to him, then we came in the gym and got shots up together. So that's how I knew like that was one of the point guard that he was willing to win. Keontae in his one year at K-State has been one of the special players that K-State's had in quite some time. And it's awesome to have that connection that he has with Marquise Noel because if one happened to be missing, you probably don't have the same kind of player like you would if they weren't both on the floor together. It just – they, they they gel quite well mm-hmm. together, do they not? Marquise Noel, I pulled a couple of clips from his press conference. He spoke about being a member of Coach Tang's first senior class. For him to call me like an arrow or somebody that, you know, he's been speaking to God for 
man, that 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 guy is unbelievable. The things he tells the players, the belief he has in us, and what he teaches us on a day-to-day basis is just like no other. You have to really experience it to believe it and to understand what he's about. Um, but from day one, he's made us all feel loved. He made us all believe in ourselves and you know he believed in us and he has this thing where he calls calls it crazy faith Mm -hmm. and you know he just says like man i have crazy faith in y'all no matter what the reporters are saying or what you know twitter is saying you know he's going to ride or die with us and that's big to hear from your your head coach i brought this up a couple of times on monday with wyatt but the um the piece that d scott friction did uh speaking with marcus Noel, that's the older brother of Marquise, uh, and their bond and how you know Marcus was a big factor in Marquise coming to K-State, taking his advice. It was great advice. They did their own searching about and finding details on Jerome Tang and about how they determined that he is the right guy and, they, and Marquise needs to stick around for his senior year to play with Tang at K-State. It's a very, very awesome read. Mm-hmm. Like I started to tear up when I read it. It was such a cool story. The last clip from Mar- uh, Marquise Noel, he went on to say that this is one of the best li- best years of his life. I'm cool with every single player that's on his team. I'm close with you know every single coach on his team, and it makes coming into you know practice and games that much more easier. We have that relationship, we have that bond. Um, so I I do whatever it takes you know to see you know my guys happy and mm-hmm. to win. So it's just it's just been been a good ride so far but we ain't done yet though no we know this ain't no farewell we good we still got a couple more games to go we still got the big 12 tourney to go we still got the march madness to go so Mm -hmm. i'm really focused on winning the big 12 tourney and winning the national championship so you know this is it's been fun so far but i know it could be you know that much more fun and once again that's marquise noel I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'll definitely speak for myself where I, I, I do feel like this, this senior class is very special, and five of the six have been here for just one year. We just had a very special senior class, what, four years ago? Mm-hmm. Dean Barry and Cam. And that will obviously go down as one of the best senior classes of all time. The season is not over, so the story is still being written. But, I mean, this feels like the second most special senior class that I've had in my lifetime. I think a huge part of that is because it has been a class that has completely turned around our views of where K-State basketball is. When you look at what we were looking at a year ago in terms of where the program was, questions swirling about the future, just what was going to happen in the offseason or in the near offseason and how things were going to play out to now. A big reason why uh, you feel that way is going to be because of the fact that this team came out and performed in a way that none of us expected it to do and completely flipped where this program is viewed on its ear. Now, second best senior class in my lifetime. Maybe I should go back and do my research to see who exactly graduated with who, and maybe that'll change. But this year's special, obviously. And Absolutely. Obviously, the story's not done, and... More of that story coming up at 510 when we go over Mitch Palm and the prediction for tonight's game. Cats hosting Oklahoma for senior night in Bramlage. The game is sold out. It's going to be a jam-packed house, and it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Pre-game starts at 6, tip-off at 7 here on KMAN. The game also televised on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. We're off at 5.30 because we're both out of here at 5.30. I am. Troy's going to leave a little bit earlier than that to head to Topeka for some Manhattan High girls basketball. Substate semifinal at Washburn Rule. When we come back since we're out at 5.30, number one song of the day after these words. I picked this one out. I felt like uh, you could give us some pretty solid nuggets on Billy Preston. This is actually on the first episode of Saturday Night Live. He yes, was it was. The second musical guest. Yes, it was. And Janice Ian. That is correct. Very, very first episode. Saturday Night Live. Nothing for Nothing by Billy, Billy Preston. 1974, one whole week. And number one. Known certainly as a keyboardist. Also a singer and songwriter from Houston, Texas. I was in Houston a couple of days ago. I'm not the biggest fan of Houston. Yeah, just, you know, it's all right. I have family there, man. Come Do on. You? I'm sorry. Sorry to, uh, sorry to Travion's family. I didn't mean anything <laughs> personal about that. You know, I've just, I've been to Houston a handful of times. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's all right. You know, there's nothing I'm dying to go see in Houston. Right. It's a pretty accurate description, though. It's not as good as Dallas, but... That's true. Or San Antonio. Or Austin. I haven't been to either of those, though. Pretty solid. Really? Pretty solid I'm sure solid Austin's towns. pretty fun. It is. All right. So, Billy Preston was a session keyboardist you know, throughout the 60s. Probably the most famous one. He worked with Little Richard, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke, Everly Brothers, James Cleveland... Rolling Stones, and of course, everybody knows this fact about Billy Preston. He's basically best friends with the Beatles. He was basically the fifth Beatle. Am I right about that, Travion? You need to watch Get Back if you have not seen it. I've not. On Disney Plus. It's so good. Well, I watched the first episode. And they have all the all the footage of him working with them and it's it's what has a spark for the band to finish the album and everything. Don't really don't look at the notes. Okay. So Billy Preston is one of two non-Beatles to be credited on a song and a recording. Do you know who the other person was? You'd probably be the um, only one listening that would know the answer to that. I don't know. Off the top of your head, so you don't know? Okay. Um, I mean, Eric Clapton did While My Guitar Gently Weeps. But he wasn't credited. He wasn't a credit on that song. Oh, that was credited? Yeah, credited. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Tony Sheridan. Okay, okay. On what track? Uh, I don't have that. Okay. Huh, that's interesting. But you know what was credited to Billy Preston? Get Back. Yes, it and was. Don't Let Me Down, both those singles. May 12, 2021, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced Billy Preston to be inducted into the Musical Excellence Award. Unfortunately, you know... He dabbled into some, you know, illegal substances in his day, and 
It took its toll in his 50s. And he passed away at the age of 59 back in 2006. 23 studio albums, though. As a performer, eight top 40 hits. It's his second of two number ones as a solo artist. And it's from his ninth album, The Kids and Me. And Me. Do you know, do you have, do you have like, do you own any Billy Preston music? I do not. Uh, what I do have is just in random 70s collections, you know, like pop goes to the 70s and stuff like that. He's included in those. I, I love like, if there's a record store, I love just browsing. Love it. It's a pastime. I don't think great. I've ever seen a Billy Preston record in person. I always think of the one. There's an album cover which says him and his big old smile on it. That's what I think of every time. <laughs> well, Billy Preston got the uh, idea to write this song one night when he's in a dressing room in Atlanta. He was playing at a nightclub. He wanted to write a song based off the saying, "Nothing for nothing, nothing from nothing leaves nothing," like you just heard from Billy. What that means is you put, you must put some effort in order to get something in return. You must try and try and try again. Never give up until you reach your goal. When you reach your goal, set a new goal. Never let anyone talk you out of your dream. After all, it is your dream. That is a quote from Billy Preston. Now, when this song was released as a, as a single, do you know what song was on the B-side? No clue. You are so beautiful ah. to me. Everybody thinks of Joe Cocker. He covered that. Billy Preston mm. was a little before old Joe. <laughs> In the U.S., this was used for the commercials for Fidelity S uh, Investments for a while. And then, like, my last nugget, you spoiled it earlier. Sorry. It was on the first episode. Billy Preston performed it on Saturday Night Live, yeah. October 11th, 1975. George Carlin was the host. About a year after it went number one. Oh, okay. Is when he performed it. About a year yes, later. Yes. All right. Um, we're probably at the top of the hour, are we not? Or we got to take our last break? Yes. I got about, like, 30 seconds left, if you want to talk about anything else. I, I do want to get this out. Actually, I forgot to look it up. Um, well, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Because the Big 12 announced earlier today that they're going to have some special entertainment at the Big 12 tournaments this year in Kansas City. Alright, here it is. You can kill the music if you want. So, according to this release by the Big 12, Fat Joe will be performing a VIP only set on Friday, March 10th, following the conclusion of that day's slate of games. Oh, so it's after the game, not like halftime. Yeah, it's afterwards, and it's okay. like a VIP thing. I don't know exactly where he's performing. That detail is kind of uh, is not here. But also, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, under his alias DJ Diesel, will be performing a one-hour DJ set at Mosaic in the Power and Light District on Saturday at 10 o'clock. Okay, that would be kind of fun to see Shaq do We just that. performed at Allen Fieldhouse for uh, Late Night. He's making his return to Lawrence slash Kansas City. Nice. And then we also found out Jordan Sparks will be performing the uh, national anthem for the championship game. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. All right, coming up next, your local news, Mitch Palm after the break.